Hello and welcome to Kaplan's NCLEX PrepCast, brought to you by KaplanNursing.com, which offers NCLEX courses for both the NCLEX RN and the NCLEX PN examinations. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about getting an advanced degree in nursing, whether you're looking to pursue a master's in nursing or, dare I say, even go for that DNP. And we have a guest on the show with us who you may already recognize from a previous podcast episode, and that is Kendra Spaulding. She has been a nurse for about the last 13 years and has been an educator and an NCLEX instructor here at Kaplan for the last two years or so. And I should also say she has been an APRN for the last seven and a half years. So I want to go ahead and welcome back Kendra to the show. How are you, Kendra? Hi, Madam. Great. How are you doing? Doing very well. I know last time we chatted on the podcast, you had mentioned that you are in Hawaii, which made me, of course, very jealous. What's Hawaii like this time of the year, which we're uh, recording in the fall? Yeah, this time it, it doesn't look like fall here. It is still sunny and hot um, in the 90s most days. It's pretty warm. So we're not really getting those cooler temps like you guys are on the East Coast. Yeah, it's getting cold, I must admit. So I'll have to make an excuse to go out to Hawaii and, uh, and pay a visit <laughs> to get away from this colder weather. But uh, of course, we're here to talk about getting an advanced degree. And I know you gave a little bit of an introduction about who you are, what your career path has been like on the last show. But for those who might not have listened to that episode, first of all, go back and listen to it because it's great. But um, for those who, who have not, I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about your, your background as a nurse and especially the advanced degrees that you have gone for since getting that RN. Sure. So like you said, I've been a nurse for 13 years and I started out in critical care doing surgical ICU. And I knew from the get-go that I wanted to pursue a master's degree. So I got my two years of experience, which was required for the program that I was going to apply for. And then I started my master's degree and I knew that I wanted to work with adults and um, those in the geriatric population specifically um, and not children, love children, but sick kids break my heart. So I knew I couldn't do pediatrics. So I um, applied to a program that had the adult gerontology acute care program. So uh, it took me about three years to get that degree. I went part-time. I was still working full-time. So it took me about three years to do that. I graduated in December of 2009 and passed my boards in in the following March, got my uh, APRN license, and uh, worked as a nurse practitioner then for a reconstructive plastic surgeon. And I loved, loved, loved that job. It was a fantastic job. Um, And then we moved to Hawaii. (laughs) And here in Hawaii, I have been an educator. I work for Hawaii Pacific University, and I run their adult gerontology acute care program. So I'm teaching. And then I have been with Kaplan for the last two years, which is uh, a job that I also love. And I, again, knew that I wanted to pursue uh, higher education. Um, That's always been my goal, my personal goal. So I applied for and uh, was accepted into the uh, DMP program here in Hawaii. 
So I actually start that next week. Wow. Well, congratulations on, on getting accepted. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, and that's, uh, I'm definitely going to be wishing you all the best. And when you complete your DMP, we'll have you back on the show again. And I want to hear all about your experiences in that program. The process. So, yeah. yeah. So when we talk about advanced degrees in nursing, are we limited to MSN and DNP? Or what are the other options that might be available to students? Or is that it? Yeah, so that's a great question. For master's degree in nursing, um, nurses can specialize in a variety of things. They can go into advanced practice nursing. They can do administration, nursing administration. Uh, they could do informatics, which is a new hot upcoming um, specialty for nurses. And they can also specialize in education. So for my master's degree, I did advanced practice nursing and also um, education. I did a, a specialization in education as well. So um, they can do that. If they choose advanced practice nursing, then they can um, either pursue a nurse practitioner degree, a certified registered nurse anesthetist, which is CRNA. Uh, they could do certified nurse midwife or a clinical nurse specialist. So those are the different master's degrees that are available. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of different programs that are out there. We've had other folks on the show who have talked about all the different advanced certifications you can go for and how you even choose a specialty and the fact that there are so many paths you can go for is great for helping you to advance your career. I want to call out specifically, you talked about getting a master's or MSN and then our master's in nursing. And then you also talked about this. Uh, advanced program, this uh, APRN. Can you talk a little bit about the differences between those two at a high level and why a nurse would choose to pursue one path over another? Sure. So a master's degree is the educational level that's above a bachelor's. Um, so traditionally, RNs have a bachelor's degree, and then they can go on to pursue a master's. Um, an APRN is a nurse with a postgraduate degree. So they're prepared uh, with advanced clinical knowledge, their skills and their scope of practice in nursing is advanced. It's uh, above that of an RN. So uh, the APRNs are then further categorized or broken down into those four specialties, either nurse practitioner, CRNA, the midwife, or the CNS. Um, and then the nurse practitioners can specialize after that. So, um, and the difference too, uh, between an RN and an APRN, because those are, are also um, significantly different are the things that they can do. The APRNs can diagnose patients, they can treat patients, they can order medications and labs, diagnostic tests, things like that. Um, they can also perform procedures, they can do history and physicals on patients, um, all things that fall under their scope of practice, which is different from that from an RN. That makes sense. And I guess I'll I'm going to preface this question by saying I always believe in the value of higher education and furthering your education. I, I, I've personally been a Kaplan for 10 years, so it's I always believe in, in advancing yourself, and I personally have advanced myself as well. But to get to my core question, why would a nurse choose to go for a master's? I mean, you go through the bachelor's program, you get your license, you're now living your dream of being a nurse. Why spends the, because it really comes down, of course, to, to cost as well, why put the investment in getting an MSN? 
So I think that's a, a question that a lot of RNs ask themselves. And what I hear from my students is I, uh, I, I am around the BSN students at HPU as well. And they're like, we just want to finish our bachelor's. We just want to get out there and start working. We don't even want to think about that next degree. And I get it. I totally understand. Um, but for a lot of nurses, the most common thing that I hear is that they want to be autonomous. They want to have that autonomy to make their own decisions and to have the freedom to act and treat patients the way that they want to. So, um, so that's a, a huge reason that I hear for RNs to go back and get their master's degree. Um, two, it, the degree helps you to move up within your own organization. You progress. Um, you get promotions. You can take larger roles with more responsibility. Um, and then definitely, yes, there is that cost, that added cost of, of school, but then that generally leads to better pay, um, better re uh, reward as far as benefits, uh, better hours. You know, there's definitely a, a, a lot of benefit to going back and getting your master's degree. Um, it's definitely a personal decision. A lot of people want to do it just so they can increase their knowledge base. They enjoy learning. And... Uh, um, Others, like me, I knew that I wanted to enter the academic world and to become an instructor, a teacher at the master's level, you have to have a master's degree. So that was a big push for me. That's yeah, great that you've gone for it. And obviously you're continuing to go for that DNP. So taking it even further. And I definitely want to get to talking about that and that, the decision to completing a DNP or going for a DNP uh, in just a little bit. But let's say that, you know, there's a a nurse listening or even a, a nursing student who's still going for the BSN, who's completely sold that, all right, I want to go for my MSN. I want to get my master's. I want that autonomy in my role. I want the promotional opportunities. And I do believe in that investment. When should that nurse or nursing student consider going for the MSN? I mean, should it be right after a BSN? Just go straight into your master's program? Should you have a few years of experience? under your belt? Does it matter? What would you recommend for timing to go back and, and get that master's degree? So really, it's just what makes sense for them personally, uh, professionally, and financially. Um, all of that has to factor in. Uh, you know, some people can go straight from their BSN into an MSN, start working on their core classes, and that works for them. Um, some programs actually require you to have work experience as an RN before you can start your either the program itself or the core, um, the specialty classes. And so really, you just need to check with the program that you are thinking to apply to and uh, see what the requirements are. What, what generally are the requirements? I mean, is there a common theme that that nursing schools will look for or does it really vary? It varies from institution to institution, but uh, generally all of them do require you to have an RN license in good standing. Um, you have to fill out the application. Usually there's a fee associated with that. Uh, you have to submit a resume, all of your college transcripts. Um, generally, they want you to have some letters of recommendation from either colleagues or um, you know, uh, bosses. Uh, and then a some of them require a statement of purpose, which is like a short essay, maybe like a 500 word essay. Uh, and then a GPA minimum is usually required. Some of the other uh, programs um, may also require you to do the GRE. Mine did. Uh, we had to take the GRE exam before you could apply to the program. But I know that that's not required for all. Yeah, we have uh, another uh, guest who comes onto the show frequently, Rhonda, and she 
has spoken a couple of times in the podcast about going for the taking the GRE and how much she really, I mean, as a, as an NCLEX instructor, she she of course appreciates the uh, you know the value of test prep and all that, but she uh, she definitely uh, didn't want to have to take the GRE. <laughs> and, I totally uh, understand. Yeah, she did all the work. She obviously made it through. She's uh, now finishing up her her DMP actually. So uh, it's another another instructor here who has gone uh, beyond the masters to that DMP degree. So let's say that now a student has gone through completing all those steps. The of course the application. Uh, the the fee that's associated with it, the letters of recommendation, the the, per, the statement and purpose. They have an RN license. They get accepted. What can students expect out of a master's program? And I guess, do you? What was your experience like going for that master's degree? What was involved? So it does vary from program to program, um, but typically core master's classes are taken first, and those are like um, theory of nursing or nursing research, those classes that all students in all tracks have to take. And then for nurse practitioner specifically, so this is something that I had to do, we have to take uh, advanced health assessment, uh, pathophysiology, and advanced pharmacology. Those are all considered core classes. And once those are completed, then you get into your specialty classes. So for each track, my track was acute care nurse practitioner. So it's usually a mix of didactic and clinical courses, um, and uh, they can be face-to-face. -face, they can be online. I had a mix of both in my program, and uh, I went part-time, so it took me about three years to complete, but I know that you can do it uh, in as fast as two years in some programs. Um, and then your clinical rotations, those are done out in the community in a variety of settings. I was in um, private practice offices, in hospitals, an emergency room. Um, that's where you learn your hands-on skills and can practice those. So uh, in the program that I teach here at HPU, it's two years. They do a year of core classes and then a year of their specialty classes. And it is a mix of face-to-face -face and online. Interesting. And I, I, I know that, that what you've mentioned a couple of times is, of course, it varies from program to program. So anyone who's interested in pursuing a master's, definitely take a look at some of the programs that are out there and uh, take a look at what's, uh, what's involved, what's required, and uh, what you might want to accomplish by, by completing your, your, your master's degree. What did you find to be the most uh, challenging about your master's program? Was it a particular class, or I mean, what, what, what did you find to be the most difficult in completing your master's degree? I think that is an excellent question. And uh, for me, and I think for a lot of the students that I teach now, the largest uh, hurdle, the biggest challenge is not actually the classes themselves, but time management. Interesting. Yeah, learning how to manage uh, and make time for your personal life, your work life, because most people are still working. I still worked full time until my last semester. Um, a lot of my students work full time. So managing your classwork, your job, and then your personal life and uh, realizing that it takes a lot that there, it's just a lot of program. It's, it's a master's degree, so it's not easy. <laughs> um, it's very time consuming. So just learning how to balance all of that, I think is actually the biggest challenge for master's programs. That's a great point. I am sure you're not alone there. Uh, as you mentioned, it's, it's pretty common, especially if you're going for a master's degree full time and you have all these responsibilities and you still want to maintain somewhat of a social life. It, 
I, I know nursing students, even in a bachelor's program, can can empathize with that. But uh, and with a master's and working full time, I, I I can only imagine how difficult that must be. I did my master's full time, so I was in a different uh, a different boat altogether. But I, I definitely appreciated those who were able to manage all of that and manage their time going part time to school while also working full time. So let's then transition a little bit over to your. DNP, because obviously you decided to go for that doctoral degree. So my first question about that is, first of all, what is a DNP? And why did you decide to take that jump? And why should anyone consider going for a, a DNP after their master's? So DNP stands for Doctor of Nursing Practice, which is not a license. It's actually a terminal degree in nursing with a focus on improving health outcomes for patients. So it's the highest level, uh, the highest degree that you can get in nursing. Personally, I chose it because I wanted to further my education. I wanted to be that clinical expert. Um, and uh, why should someone get it? They should get it so that they can move their practice into the doctoral level. So um, it's just that that top level of learning that you can get in the nursing field. It's very prestigious. Um, I also want to progress in um, the academic world. And to do that, you actually have to get a doctoral degree, be it a DMP, an EDD, or a PhD. Uh, you have to have a doctor doctoral degree if you want to remain in academia. So uh, that was also another personal reason for me. Um, but students in uh, DMP programs, they learn how to conduct practice improvement projects. They uh, learn how to apply research to clinical practice. Um, and you can just become a clinical expert in whatever field you're in. That's interesting. It makes sense, too, that if you want to stay in the world of academia, you, of course, got to go for that, uh, that terminal degree. And I know that nursing students in particular want to make sure that they're instructors have the and professors have the the greatest level of knowledge possible in the field uh, and and going for uh, the DNP definitely helps that goal so when should a student then consider going for a DNP and I, another question actually is 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 it would you get a DNP just to go into the world of academia or are there other reasons why you might go for that uh, that degree so other reasons would be um, to progress as an administrative leader within an organization. Organizations such as hospitals and universities, they look for doctorally prepared leaders. So it could mean the difference between getting hired or not, or getting a promotion or not, you know, whether or not you have that doctoral degree. So uh, it just continues to open up doors and new opportunities, definitely better pay as you progress. Um, and then as far as when should you get it, you should get it when you're ready to take your practice to the next level. Um, the difference between BSN and MSN is usually a couple of years, um, but the difference between MSN and DMP could be several years. Um, you know, that's a, a big step. And really when an APRN or a master's prepared nurse is ready to take that next step uh, is best, whenever's the best time for them. So just whenever they want to continue and further their education, they can become a leader in their field. That makes sense. And I know that you have not actually been uh, in the program. You said you're just about to start it next week. So obviously, uh, you know, you haven't personally been through everything that's involved day to day, but I of course know that you know what to expect. So 
what <laughs> can be expected out of a DNP program? What's that like? How many years does it typically take? Uh, what, what can students expect if they go for that degree? Yeah, sure. So again, they, it varies from program to program. You can get your DMP in as little as 18 months with some programs and, uh, and then as many as seven years. Really, it just depends on uh, how quickly you're able to get through all of the classes, um, you know, and whether you go part-time or full-time. So I'm hoping to complete mine in two years. <laughs> That's my goal. Um, and, and what you can expect is basically you focus on creating a practice improvement project. So you do that to potentially contribute to improving health outcomes. Um, you want to go through a program that's going to provide you with tools that you'll need to lead organizations. Um, and that, the focus is really just on that DMP project. They equip you with the tools needed to, to formulate that project and implement it in clinical practice. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, I know doctoral programs are always more focused in particular areas, and you almost have to... While, while in a master's program, you, you learn a lot more about your field in, in a, a, a doctoral program, you're really applying something to the real world. I mean, you're expected to make some type of contribution to your field with a, with a, with a DMP or any other uh, PhD program that you go into. So uh, there's obviously a lot more involved there. So I know that not necessarily everybody's going to go for a DMP. If you want to be a leader in nursing, if you want to be in the world of academia, those are the reasons why, of course, you'd want to go for a DNP. And then if you're not interested in those, then maybe you don't. But with an MSN, just to go back to that for a minute, why would someone choose not to do a master's degree if it is going to lead to uh, promotional opportunities and more chances to have autonomy and, and be a leader in the field? Why would you not choose to pursue that path? So if you're satisfied with your current job and your current career path, then perhaps you wouldn't want to go back and do that. Um, you know, not everyone wants to pursue that higher education. They are content where they are. And, um, you know, if you're not interested in working in academia full time or progressing to those advanced positions within organizations like administration, then perhaps you wouldn't want to get your master's degree. Um, but it opens so many new doors and it provides so many new opportunities that maybe you're not even aware of. Um, I would just never discourage someone from getting more education. It's a great answer. I totally agree. So for someone who is listening at home, who is now thinking about making that decision to go into a master's program and let's say that they have a couple years of experience under their belt, they have that RN degree in good standing, what would you recommend they do to start today on the track to getting that master's? What would be that first step? So they could talk to someone who they know that has a master's degree and sort of get their advice and their experience on what it took to apply and go through the program. Um, I think being well prepared goes a long way to success <laughs> for master's degrees for DMPs. Um, so doing your research. You can start on online and just start doing some research on um, you know, local or online master's degree programs, whatever you're most interested in, and just seeing what's out there. And then <clears throat> looking at the requirements for each program and making sure that you meet those requirements. And if not, then starting to work on those prereqs. Well, that's all great advice. And I know we've covered a lot with uh, talking about now uh, masters and doctoral programs and even that APRN. So 
Uh, I want to thank you very much for coming back onto the show, sharing your your tips and ideas and reasons why you want to go for advanced degrees. And I do expect to have you back on the show in two years, just like your goal, to talk about your DNP experience while it's still fresh in your mind. I would be happy to. <laughs> awesome. And hopefully we'll have you on the show sooner than then too to talk about some other topics. But uh, thank you again, uh, Kendra, for coming on to the show and uh, enjoy that gorgeous weather in Hawaii. I will. I'm going to head to the beach. Thanks so much. Oh, so jealous. Take care. <laughs> right. Well, for those of you who are listening at home who may or may not be going to the beach right now, we definitely want to hear from you. So if you are a subscriber, please be sure to share the podcast out with your friends, especially those who are currently in nursing school. If you're not a subscriber, I don't know why you're not. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and you can get notifications whenever we have a new episode that goes live. And of course, be sure to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Pinterest, and let us know what topics you would like to hear on the show so that we can, of course, bring those topics and bring in some special guests to talk about those topics on this podcast. And lastly, I want to let you know that if you are starting to prepare for the NCLEX, I do have a special gift for you. If you go to kaplannursing.com and take a look at any of our options on there, whether they're courses or our QBank or our computer adaptive test, you can take 10% off of anything that you want. Just use the promo code podcast10, that is podcast10, and you will get 10% off of any NCLEX prep option that you choose. And again, that's just a, uh, a special offer for those of you who are listening at home. And I want to thank you all so much for listening to our podcast, and we look forward to seeing you again in a future prep cast.